welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, episode 21. Today is our final look at the favorite companions of the series. Today we're talking about Ace. So her real name was Dorothy. She was around from stories 151 to 159, and she was played by Sophie Aldred. At the basic level, the character is a rebellious punk who has a knack for chemistry, if not for test-taking. I thought she had a great rapport with Sylvester McCoy's doctor, and they often worked as partners and equals when things are down to the wire and start blowing up, possibly because Ace was often the reason things were blowing up. Now, as I said, she ran through nine stories. Unfortunately, I only have access to five of those. One of the ones I'm missing is story 151, which is her first appearance, our Dragonfire. From what I can tell from Googling, her backstory is that she was a teenager living in the 1980s who got blasted to the future and to a different planet through some sort of time warp before the Doctor arrives. He finds her there, and when Mel Bush leaves to go along with Sabalon Glitz, he brings Ace with him. That happened in, as I said, Story 151, Dragonfire, so I may be a little bit wrong on some of the details. That's what I've been able to dig up online. The episodes I do have with her are episodes 152 through 154, 156, and 157. So I'm not just missing her first appearance, I'm missing one in the middle and two of her final appearances. Although Ghostlight 157 was actually the last one that was filmed. When they first filmed this season, they weren't intending any of them to be series finales. Apparently they just looked at the stories that they had, rearranged them a little bit to put 159 last, and recorded a voiceover. That was sort of acting as a wrap-up, because it didn't look likely that they'd be coming back. Now, I've heard Ace described as having a tough exterior, but a soft interior, and having to sort out the contradiction. That may be the way she's introduced in the first episode. I don't really see that in her later episodes. What I've seen her isn't someone who's pretending to have a tough face to hide the soft interior. I see someone who is independent and quite capable of taking care of herself, who has, in addition to that, a level of caring and compassion for others that a lot of people don't have. So yeah, she has the softer side in that she will stand up for the underdog and stand up for the little guy. That doesn't mean that she's got any contradictions, it's just two aspects of her character. On one hand, she can take care of herself. On the other hand, she will step up and defend others. So it's not contradictory, it's just multidimensional. And that's one of the things I liked about it. I also like the way Sophia Aldred plays the character, not just the way she's written, but she's throwing in little things to make her seem like, you know, she has grown past her teenage years. She did it without proper guidance, and she did it in another planet, so she is a little bit juvenile at times. Not in the immature sense, but in, for example, there's one episode when they're walking through an archaeological dig, there's some shallow dig sites where the archaeologist and the doctor are just trekking along, walking straight forward, and she's jumping over the shallow bits, you know, like a young kid at the mall would jump over different color floor tiles and things like that. She also seems to have had an influence on the reboot of the series. There's a number of Easter eggs that we've got here. For example, in Silver Nemesis, there's a sequence where she wears a fez. In Battlefield, when she's going into combat and needs a battle cry, she shouts Geronimo. So there's a couple little things like that that make me think that the people of the Matt Smith era were taking a good look at this era and maybe drawing some parallels and bringing some of that in. One of the other Easter eggs that struck me struck me because it probably was not done on the production side. It probably was Sophia Aldred's. At the tail end of Battlefield, she has an earring in just one ear. And this is a character that rarely wears earrings, but for this one shot, she does have a Batman earring in her left ear and nothing in her right. And that's part of the reason I suspect it was Sophia Aldred's actual earring and something she snuck onto the set as a Batman fan. Because there's no on-screen recognition of Warner Brothers' ownership of the character. It's not in the credits, none of that. And I don't think Warner Brothers would have allowed that had they known. 
And this episode aired in September of 1989, which is three months after the movie opened stateside, a little less than a month after the UK release, which was on August 11th of the Tim Burton movie. So there was a lot of you know, Batman press, but this is the green and blue silver age look for Batman and not the movie look. And with the way the shooting schedules probably were in uh, the UK and the BBC series at the time, odds are very good that this sequence was shot and committed to film well before the movie was released in the UK. So again, I'm thinking that's something Sophia Aldred chose to bring in, and that that was not something that the production staff decided to bring in. So all in all, I can see why she was voted as one of the more popular companions. I did quite enjoy this run as well, and I do wish that she and McCoy had lasted longer because they did work very well with each other. And it does need the two of them to really click. Given how independent and how self-sufficient she is, and the level of abuse that she's willing to take, I don't think Ace would have stuck around had she been introduced during the Colin Baker era. She would have told him to take a hike and gone her own way in pretty short order. This is a, a companion that I would definitely like to see more of in some of these other stories. And with that, we wrap up our look at the major companions and allies and friends of the Doctor throughout the series. When we come back tomorrow, we will take our look at the villains of the series, starting with the big ones, the first recurring villains, and the ones that came out number one in our Bureau 42 reader poll asking for the favorite Doctor Who villains in the classic series. So please join us tomorrow when we discuss the Daleks. Thank you for listening. Hello again. I'm just recording a quick addendum here. I've been able to track down a copy of Dragonfire, which was Ace's first appearance since the original recording. The details I had about her origin and how she came to be with the Doctor did turn out to be accurate. I did feel it was worth mentioning that she also wears the Batman earring in this story, which was filmed over a year before the previous story that had been discussed. This actually showed up in her first appearance. So there's no question that this was brought in independent of the film with that kind of timing. The Batman movie media buzz wasn't anywhere close to being started. So this was definitely something that Sophia Aldred brought in herself. Anyway, that's about all we had to add, so join us again tomorrow when we discuss the Daleks. Thank you for listening.